I'd like to take our text tonight from Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, as I was studying that uh, verse, well, since uh, special meeting was over, you know, God uh, brought that into uh, my thoughts and my mind. That, you know, the, the question that came to my mind a lot was, you know, what am I or what do we allow into our life to change us, you know? Uh, you know, in nature, in all of God's creation, recently in the last month or so, um, you know, there are some animals that can change their colors to adapt to their environment, uh, to catch the prey. Like one such animal is a, a type of spider called the, the white banded crab spider. So what it does is, you know, just like in a sunflower or a flower that's yellow in the middle and white on the outside, it changes color to the white on the outside. So when the bee comes or any animal come to suck on the uh, the pollen or the, the sweetness, the nectars, it would just grab the prey without noticing because it blend in with the uh, uh, the white uh, of the color there. And sometimes it could change the color to the yellow, the middle part there. While uh, again, when an animal come, a bee come or something, it would just catch it. it you know, the prey unsuspecting of it. So it does that to catch the prey. But there are also some um, types of butterflies that can change its color also to uh, the environment to uh, so it won't become a prey to get away from the pre predator, to blend in with its environment so it won't be caught or get eaten. Now, I, as I was seeing that, I was thinking that uh, you know, that is just, God's creation is just amazing, first of all. You know, I, I marvel at what he does and at his imagination, at his uh, greatness. Um, as I was thinking of that, that the, these animals can do that, you know, as a Christian, you, know, you hear a lot as a, when I was growing up or going to school, it says, you know, the, the phrase that says, when in Rome, do as the Roman do. You know, I was thinking about that, you know, as a Christian, we shouldn't be like these animals, what it can do. We shouldn't be uh, camouflaging ourselves or uh, setting ourselves up to blend into the environment that we are in. Uh, we shouldn't be like those around us so we don't be embarrassed or so we don't get caught. You know, uh, in Matthew chapter 5, of course, at 516, it says, Let your light shine before men that they might see your good work and glorify God in heaven. I mean, that's what we should do. We should not blend into our environment. We should not blend into our culture so we can be the same as our surroundings, so we can be like everybody else. That's not what we're called to do. As a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, that's not what we're called to do, period. Um, if that's what you think you're called to do, you know, ask God, pray uh, what, he, what he should show you. Because that's what the, the world tell us to do. Uh, if you want to be successful, you got to blend in. You have to adapt. You have to change uh, to your surrounding. Uh, we have to change with the system. Yeah. 
If we want to be better than our opponent or we want to be successful in business or better than the, the next guy, we have to change. We have to stand out. Uh, if not, you're going to be left behind. You know, it's contrary. If you change to your surrounding and your environment, when Jesus comes back, you're going to be left behind. You know, so tonight I want to go through uh, just some people that uh, allow things and situation to change them instead of them uh, staying obedient and staying faithful and strong in God. Let's start from the beginning. Adam and Eve, you know, they allow the serpent to change them. Again, the devil didn't make them do anything. They chose to, but he used their pride, their ambition to get their attention to appease to their, uh, their flesh, their desire. You know, he told them, well, you can be like God. You know, try it. Just do it. It's good for you. Why not? Why do you want to be under somebody else? And uh, also, he uses self-admiration. Yeah, you know, admiring oneself. You know, you're better than that. You know, when I was uh, going through school or that job, you know, I always think about the going door-to-door, the, the book thing. They, they use a lot of self-admiration. One of the phrase that uh, they use, uh, I can never say it. I try. Uh, I said I tried to say it one time at home, and all the kids and my wife laugh at me. Uh, the, the phrase is, um, you know, when you wake up in the morning or before you go out, you look in the mirror, and you said, "Ooh, you good-looking thing! Don't you ever die?" You know, I, I can't say that with a straight face. Um, and it says, you know, again, when every time when that comes up, I said, you know, it, it's it's not about me. So I learned to change and said, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, that's what it's about. It's not about me. It's not about how good looking I am. That's not going to make me successful. Maybe in certain occupation, but yeah, not when it comes to work and not becoming a light to the world. Uh, another person, Jonah, he allowed his personal goals and uh, agendas to change him. Instead of being obedient to God, you know, he thinks that these people deserve to be punished, to die. But that's not God's plan was. So he allowed his agenda. Are you allowing, allowing your personal goal, your personal agenda to come between you and obedience to God tonight? You know. And uh, another uh, person is King Saul. He allowed his pride to change him. Again, you know, during his campaign against the Philistine, he was supposed to wait. He know he was supposed to wait for Samuel to come to do the ritual, the, the rites, the sacrifice. But, you know, he, he was impatient. He thinks that, well, I'm God anointed. I can do this. If Samuel can do this, I can do it too. Why not? But it doesn't matter. You know, in life, it doesn't matter if you have the ability to do something or if you have the power to do something or to make certain decisions. But if it's not a God, according to God's will, you shouldn't do it. And that's what King Saul did. And um, he was uh, punished for that. And, you know, and you think he would learn from that when, again, when he was uh, uh, told to do with the, the same thing with the Amorites. You know, God told him to destroy them completely. But again, he didn't do what he was told to do. He still disobey because, again, of his pride. Um, so um, let's do a couple more. Solomon. Now Solomon, 
You know, I like Solomon because uh, when he prayed that prayer about wisdom, and that's what I pray the most of every day is for wisdom and discernment because I, I don't want to make uh, more mistake than I have to uh, in life already. I, I want to do what uh, glorify God uh, in my life. Um, you know, Solomon allowed the environment and his surrounding to change him. You know, he had, he had it all in the beginning when, when he had that prayer. He had a great education, religious education. He had extraordinary intellect, you know, a promising reign, you know, everything he could ever need. But then he allowed sensuality, you know, evil companionship and extravagance, oppression on workers, idolatry to change him and his kingdom. Um, he allowed these to come into his life and to his kingdom. So the question, another question to learn from that is, what are we allowing into our life that could potentially change us to walk or to turn away from God? It, sometimes it's not a big thing. I mean, with Solomon, you know, I'm sure when he got into all these marriages, he wanted to you know, expand his land or protect or bring peace so there's no war to protect, uh, you know, against the enemy. So building alliance through all the marriages. But at the same time, through all these things that he does, it, it brings all these, you know, idol worshippers, uh, all other gods. And of course, you know, um, he allowed that to change him. But, you know, what are you allowing uh, into your life that could potentially change you? You know, it's kind of irony. He wants to please and appease everybody in his kingdom and those around his kingdom. But ultimately, all these, you know, trying to please all these people and appease them, it ultimately destroyed his kingdom from the inside and outside. He was attacked from, yeah, inside and attacked from the outside uh, of the enemy. So it doesn't do any good to please and try to please everybody. The only person, the only one that you need to please is God, yeah, the creator of the universe, the one who gave us life, the one who sent his die, uh, his son to die for us. That's who, uh, the only uh, God that we need to please. Not anybody else, not uh, those around us, because you know what, uh, you hear many times here on the pulpit, uh, you can't please everybody, but I'm sure you can offend everybody. It's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. I have good experience in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more person before we go to some, uh, some person that does not allow anything to change in their life. Peter. You know, he allowed fear to change him a little bit. When Jesus was arrested, all his disciples fled. But Peter was, was bold and courageous enough to, uh, to follow Jesus. You know, he think he could help. He was brave. He thought he was bold enough. But you know, when he, when he saw, he realized that when Jesus was uh, being accused and getting beaten, he kind of just cowered, stepped back. And he started to um, deny Jesus because uh, he was fearing for his life. Again, like the song said, fear's a liar. It'll take away your peace. It'll take, rob you of your sleep. What are you afraid of tonight? What is the fear in your life? It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a little thing. You know, give it to God. What is afraid? 
you know, but I, I love the verse when, uh, when Jesus told Peter that, uh, hey, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter said no. But uh, before, you know, Jesus was arrested, he told uh, Peter in Luke 22, 32, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen my brethren. Man, didn't he strengthen his brethren. So again, when he realized that he was wrong and converted and then, uh, you know, came back to Jesus and said, realized that Jesus was his God, you know, he did amazing thing for, because uh, Christ prayed for him, because Jesus prayed for him and he had faith in that. You know, whatever we're going through, Jesus had to pray for us. He will give us strength. He will never leave us behind. He will pull us through. You know, let not fear you know, or hesitation hold us back because Christ promised us to be with us no matter what. He prayed for us. You know, he tell us to encourage and strengthen one another. So um, that uh, the only part that uh, I could relate to the Peter was, you know, when the uh, he realized that um, he wasn't as bold as he thought. You know, I remember one time in high school, you know, as a quiet, short little guy, you always get picked on, right? Uh, there was this one guy who's always big in, you know, in 10th grade, he was like 6'2 or something, 220 pound, yeah, always pick on me. So by 11th grade, you know, I said, yeah, enough is enough. Um, in in the gym, he was just flicking my ear, just pushing me around, so I push him back and just put my fist up. And he started coming towards me. Oh, I was shaking so hard, you know. I didn't realize that, you know, I was, I thought I was braver than I was, you know. But oh, thank the Lord that he just smiled and walked away. Uh, but uh, so, again, because his uh, Peter's lack of boldness, but uh, God prayed for him, Jesus prayed for him. And uh, he realized that and he turned around and he was, you know, encouragement and he strengthened all the brethren there in his life and those around him. Now, uh, let's go through some people that didn't allow circumstances to change uh, them. Joseph, you know, I love uh, Joseph, you know, with, uh, with all the things that his brother done to him and wrong him and Potiphar, you know, wrong him, being wrongly accused and didn't believe in him. And, you know, the baker, the cupbearer didn't believe him. And through all that, it didn't mention once that Joseph was bitter or, you know, or hate anybody or just despise anyone. You know, he followed, he, he trusted in the Lord and in life. He does what what is right in his life, uh, no matter what happened to him. So, and that is an example to... Um, to follow, just like Sister Emily testified, you know, in life, as long as we're here on earth, we have an adversary. We're always going to go through trouble, you know, but God is with us. But with those trouble, uh, do, should we allow those trouble to change us from who we are? You know, we, remember, we are a follower of Jesus Christ. Christ is in us, you know, and He will bring us through this, you know. Like I mentioned before, a lot of time when I have to, you know, bring a, a message, a sermon, God's always bring challenges or the devil's put things in my way to, to bring these. And there's several times, you know, this week that, uh, thing could have changed me and changed my attitude. But, you know, every time when certain situation happened, 
And the Lord just bring me just to that verse. Said, you know what? You know, it shouldn't change you. You know, your strength is in me. Whatever you do, you are glorifying my name of me. You are a walking testimony for me. So, and I believe that, and I choose to glorify God in how I act and how I react to situation or to what happened uh, to me or to uh, those around me. And another person, and this one's uh, Job. He didn't allow his friends to change him. You know, we all have friends, we all have family, and those are, uh, you know, I can say it's a challenge uh, because family are closest thing to us are those we love. It's easier to be affected by them uh, when they do or say certain thing that doesn't agree with us. But you know what? Again, as followers of Jesus Christ, we shouldn't let those uh, situation or family member change us for the worse or change us away from Christ. It's the best opportunity for us to change them toward Christ, to be a light for Christ. And the last and ultimate example, Jesus Christ. He didn't allow any circumstances, anything to change him. Look, he gave up his throne, you know, to come and die for us, to build that uh, inside our heart, to build the throne, to build inside our heart, to make us a new creature in him, that we have a hope for heaven. I mean, he could have given up through his temptation, you know, his first temptation, when he didn't eat for 40 days. Uh, you know, I tried to diet once after four hours, say, I'm hungry, I give up. You know, imagine going that long. But you know what? He used scripture to fend off the devil in all the trials, and the devil flee from him. And we can do the same thing. He went through that so he, we can follow his example. Anything, that's why it's important in my class, Sunday school class, I encourage all our students to memorize verses and we do verses competition or play sword drills and stuff like that. It's important to know our scripture because that's what we can use to fend off the adversary of our soul and to be encouragement to our friends, our family, and those who doesn't know Christ. So again, through all that, Jesus, and again, even when he was to die on the cross, he asked that, hey, he doesn't want to go through this, but because it's God's will, he did it. And that's why we shouldn't change either, because if in God's will, we took that into obedience, follow God's will. Yeah. God called us to have confidence in him, not in ourselves, not in our abilities. You know, that, um, I'll read that verse again. It says, um, casting down imagination and every high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, in closing, that basically that verse is saying, destroy every claim and every, every reason that keep us from knowing God. Everything. Take everything, destroy, put away everything that could take us away from knowing God, from following His will. And take into every captivity, every doubt, everything to make it obedient to Christ. That's what God called us to do. 
So mainly tonight, I, I speak to those, all of us who are mature, who are saved. But you know what? If you're not saved tonight, you need to give your life to Christ. Like the test, uh, Sister Emily said, you know, Brother Ivan said, you know, if you make a choice tonight to leave here without giving your life to Christ, that is a choice that you choose to make. And God cannot guarantee you another moment, another day on this earth. Because that choice, and it's an eternal choice. It could be eternity, eternity with Him or eternity without Him. You choose. So again, any doubt, any fear, you know, bring it into the obedient of Christ. So God bless you. So why don't I invite all of you to come down and pray and see what God has installed for you.